This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories for people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. Before we get started, I want to take a moment to thank you for listening. I'd love to start connecting with you, my listeners. If you'd like to share your thoughts about this episode or any of the episodes, watch for posts for each of them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I can imagine the energy of connecting over these inspiring people's stories. I mean, maybe, just maybe, you have the same passion, or maybe you've been wanting to talk to someone with this thing going on. Yes, we need to talk. Come find me. In this episode, I'm talking with Carter Good. He is um, a fitness coach, and he developed his system through his own hard work and experience. And he's got a really great story about how he got to where he is today and the special way that he works with his clients. And in the midst of you know, everybody always trying to feel better, feel fitter, know how to know their bodies and what to eat and what's right, it's always good to have a guy like this around. So with that, here's Carter. Hi, Carter. Welcome to Glistening Particles. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. It is going great. It's sunny here, just like it appears to. It looks sunny there, even though you said it's not, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I promise it's sunny. I'm just kind of like being a little bit of a vampire right now with all the curtains <laughs> down for some reason. But it, it's sunny. It's actually beautiful here in Denver where I'm at right now. So I might have to go out and do something after we, we have this chat. Denver. It's so beautiful there. There's like there's nothing that you can say bad about Denver, right? Other than it's a little busy, but otherwise, right? Yeah. It's good. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I obviously living on the East Coast most of the time. It's just so humid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, it almost never got off the plane. It reminded me like I was in LA or something. Like I've been to LA a few times. Just the air is so thin and like it's lighter. I don't know. I like the right. way it feels. So definitely a place I'll be visiting more often. <laughs> so why don't you tell um, everybody a little bit about what you do? Well, I should mention this. I found you on Instagram. Again, back to the Instagram stalking. And it's not even really like that. <laughs> your stuff just came up and it was yeah. really eye-catching. And yeah. I love your story. And I love how you're taking what was a hard thing for you to go through, it sounds like, probably a challenge, and taking it to help others. So um, with that mysterious setup, I'll let you tell people what it is you do. Yeah, so so essentially, you know, um, with Instagram, more than than, the most platforms, you know, my, my main goal is really, you know, helping people obviously with weight loss, but more importantly, you know, a big thing for me that's really important is making sure that, you know, people are, um, looking past the the short term weight loss thing, and and it's kind of a balance between you know obviously people are motivated by weight loss, and you kind of want to 
help them with doing that in the beginning. Like people aren't motivated about like building habits and building routines and all that. They want to lose weight. Um, but my goal is at least to help people um, lose weight in the right way, essentially, mm -hmm. right? To where they're not only losing the weight, but they're building the habits and, and the strategies that are going to help them actually maintain that weight loss um, into the future and ideally for the rest of their life, right? And a lot of it comes from, you know, my own personal experience mm -hmm. with weight loss, which I'm sure we'll get into. Um, just knowing that, you know, even though I had lost weight, like my struggle with trying to maintain it and, and all of that, and just knowing people around me who, who were struggling, like in my family. And so, um, really that's kind of my mission is just to help people, you know, learn how to live a healthier lifestyle and, and almost make weight loss the side effect of doing that. I like that. Um, you know, that I've followed the whole 30 a little bit and, um, ta you know, yeah, quite a bit actually. And I love the whole like non-scale victories, like looking at things that, mm -hmm. and I found that in my own experience that you can get so trapped in the number yet. If you look back and go, Hey, look at the habits I've changed over the last year that, you know, it's, it's the quality of life, not the number on yeah. the scale. So exactly. just so people understand a little bit more, can you talk about, um, what you, what you experienced yourself, what your journey yeah, was? Sure. Because it's yeah, pretty for cool. sure. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so um, you know, for me, weight was something I always struggled with my, my entire life, and it's funny how um, my extended family struggled like with their weight, but mm -hmm. my immediate family, like so, like my mom, my dad, and my, and my two brothers, um, were always naturally skinny, so they never had an issue, and um, I did, and so they kind of. Yes, but it was, I kind of got the uh, the short end of the stick there. But um, <laughs> basically, though, but but what this did was, you know, I, I was always chubby growing up, and I kind of lived in an environment where, you know, because no one else really struggled with their weight, um, you know, there were always snacks around. It was kind of hard to ever try to lose weight just because no one else struggled with it, right? But mm -hmm. I did, um, and it was never a huge issue, honestly, until um, high school, and that's whenever my parents separated. And at the time, you know, I felt totally normal. Like I I, I was still hanging out with friends. Um, people would ask me, are you okay, Carter? And I was like, yeah, I'm totally, and I felt fine, right? I thought I was fine. Um, but then now looking back, I also see that in, within that period of time, in like six months, I had gained like, man, six to eight months, probably like 40 to 50, maybe 60 pounds, like really rapidly. And I went from like 240 up to over 300 pounds in okay. that short amount of time. Um, and that's really whenever weight sort of became a, a major issue and something I was focused on. And, and growing up, I'd always tried like Weight Watchers or something and, and gained and lost, you know, the same 10 pounds. And it was never really that serious because I was a kid, right? I didn't mm -hmm. really think about it that much. Um, but this time was different, obviously, because uh, you know, I gotten so gotten so out of hand that like you know my health was was at risk, and um, just I could start to feel the negative side effects of being that heavy, right? Like walking right. upstairs and doing all that. And um, what's interesting though is what first uh, motivated me to make a change. Uh -huh. um, and it's so cliche; it's such a high school thing. Was um, I was talking to this girl, mm -hmm. and I, uh, you know, I thought we were kind of like a thing, right? And right. I totally got friend zoned, like the definition <laughs> of high school kids getting friend zoned. And obviously, being in high school, I thought my heart was broken, right? Like it right. was the end of the world because I got I got friend zoned. Um, and so that actually was what initially sparked my my motivation to lose weight. Um, hmm. And I think I lost like twenty to thirty pounds really rapidly, like just you know barely eating any food. Like I just kind of. Um, was cutting everything I was eating like in four, like in a fourth of what okay. I would normally eat. Um, and I was like doing crazy cardio and whatnot. And it got to the point where, uh, after I had lost 20 to 30 pounds, um, it became more of like a self-motivating thing. Like mm -hmm. I was like, Oh crap, I'm actually seeing progress. And I kept doing it. And, um, I, I, be I was one of those people whenever I was losing weight who, uh, 
got addicted to it. Right. Like, um, I just, I stopped doing everything else. Like I stopped hanging out with friends. I stopped, you know, I wasn't really doing it the right way, Uh but I was getting results. Right. Like I was doing cardio seven days a week. I was barely eating any food. I mean, I wasn't starving myself, but I was like eating very, you know, little food. Um, I wasn't tracking my nutrition or anything like that. But looking back, I know that I was barely eating anything. Right. Um, and and I lost weight, right? Like I lost a hundred pounds probably in like seven or eight months, like really, really fast. And, and yeah. And, um, What's interesting about my story is I don't want to go on for, for too long because I'm sure you have other questions, but is that, you know, for me, the weight loss part was the easier part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what was the hardest part was figuring out how to maintain it, right? And, right. and still live my life because I had reached that point where I lost this weight and, um, you know, I sort of shunned all my friends or shunned <laughs> myself, you know, away from all my friends. And I was trying to figure out how can I, you know, have these fitness goals and also still go out and do things with friends. Right. And and it was honestly kind of sparked one of the, the more, I've never been depressed, but one of like the more depressing parts of my life, right. Where I Mm -hmm. wasn't really sure who I was or what I was supposed to be doing and, and everything like that. And it was kind of in college too. So it was like a bad time because I was like in a new environment and I didn't know who I was. It was just this whole thing. And, um, since then my main focus has been, you know, finding that balance. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about, um, the message that I send to people about looking beyond weight loss, just from my own personal experience of knowing that, you know, you can lose weight, but that's not necessarily going to make you happy. Right. Um, it can absolutely aid in in, in moving towards a a happier, healthier life. But, you know, you also have to know that, you know, regardless of how long it takes you to lose weight, you're going to have to maintain this and, and you want to maintain it in a way to where it's, you're still enjoying your life, right? right? Like you want fitness to be something that enhances your life, not is this constant struggle or what people is what, cause that's what most people struggle with, right? Is, is they make fitness like this thing where it's, they're yo-yoing up and down. It's never a, um, you know, a positive thing. Well, and even once you get to a place where you're like, okay, this weight, I've lost a good amount of weight. I'm good here for a while. Or even like, I still want to lose 10 more or something or whatever it is. It's like you have to get to the point where you're still enjoying life along the journey. And yeah. I find that to be the hardest thing is people ask me out to dinner. People want to go to these restaurants mm-hmm. and things like that. And sometimes I'll say no, just because I don't feel like I can get into that situation and make good choice. And that's the yeah. hard thing. Like I can't imagine living mm-hmm. a life where you don't have to think that way. And I think that it's something like that's one misconception that I think people have in that, you know, even me, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I've been able to maintain my results, but the thing is, is I am a foodie in my head, mm-hmm. right? Like, and I'm, and I'm still that same person that weighed 300 pounds. And, mm-hmm. and I think that it's okay. I kind of have to accept the fact that, you know, I'm never going to have those naturally skinny jeans, right? Where I can just mindlessly go throughout the day and not think about things and not want to eat, right? Like I know that I use food emotionally. Um, and I think just that awareness mm-hmm. is what kind of keeps me on track, but also, and it kind of goes into some of the things that I like to teach people, you know, I've, slowly over time developed habits um, and strategies that sort of help me stay balanced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that that's what's going to make me happier, right? Is being able to go out and do those things and not feel stressed. And obviously there are certain situations when maybe you shouldn't go out or mm-hmm. maybe there are situations where you should go out, right? It, all, it should all depend on what you want to do. Um, but yeah, I do think that's the hardest part. Um, and it's mostly just because it's really hard to, you know, work around some of those natural, like, intuitions that people have whenever they struggle with their weight, right? Like right. Over. And, and that's part of, you know, that that's an important thing. And, and I think that people sometimes neglect the emotional side of, of losing weight and gaining weight, right? Mm-hmm. And how important it really is, like the psychological side of it. Like I think that weight loss in general is mostly psychological because, mm-hmm. you know, something I always tell my clients is like, 
you know, weight loss is simple like in terms of what you need to do to right. lose weight. It's actually really simple. Problem is that just because it's simple, that doesn't mean it's easy. And, right. and the hard part is really, you know, figuring out what your unique struggles are and then working on fixing those. And I think a lot of times what people do is they'll just put a Band-Aid over it, right? Like they'll put a Band-Aid over whatever they're struggling with, with you know, and they'll get motivated by the goal of fitting into, you know, X size pants or weighing X amount. Um, and then, you know, once they get there, that's kind of when they start to struggle and they either gain all their weight back or, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, that's why I think it's so important to sort of you know, focus on yourself and, and figure out, you know, try your best at least to, you know, be introspective and figure out, okay, why are you struggling and, and how can you fix that first, right? Because that's the only way you're going to be able to really build a maintainable, healthy lifestyle. Did you have to get to that point yourself for your own situation where you faced some of those things? And how did you do that? Yeah. So, I mean, for me, and, and it's, it's and I think it all goes back to why I'm so passionate about what I do now is, you know, a lot of it was on my own, right? Okay. And, and I, and I kind of how I, what I talked about was, so whenever I had lost the weight, I was in college. It was like my first year of college. And that's whenever all this was, all this emotional stuff started happening. I kind of just went through it on my own. And I talked, you know, to my parents a little bit, but, um, you know, at the time I was never really that emotionally close to my parents. I am more now, but mm-hmm. at the time I, we never really talked that way. So I didn't really talk to them. I didn't really have any friends who I was that emotional with. And so a lot of it honestly was with myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of this grudging thing that I got through. And honestly, it's something I still work on today. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the like self love and self acceptance, right. Um, those types of things. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, now over time, I think that I've started to value, um, you know, family more in terms of like talking with with people and Mm -hmm. and like actually talking about what are you feeling? And even like there, like recently I've sat down, like in the last couple of years, I I sat down like with my mom and dad separately, but like talked about like, you know, a bunch of the things that happened during Mm -hmm. that time, what I was feeling. Right. And, and it's hard when you're a 20 year old guy to do that. Right. Cause you have all this mad, you're like, you're a guy, you don't talk about your emotions or whatever. Um, and so first doing that, it was really tough, but it was life changing. Right. Like, and I think that anyone who's ever, opened up to, to someone they love about an issue like that. Like, I don't think anyone's ever regretted that. I just think trying to do it is hard, right? Especially, and, and obviously with, with, with females too, it's really difficult. But I think as a young guy, um, just right. the way culture is, I think it's hard to like open yourself up like that. Yeah, it's almost like you have to balance uh, a tightrope because you don't want to yeah. not be the guy, but you also want exactly. to have those emotions. It's a tough one. And I really commend you for doing that because yeah. as a parent myself, I'm always trying to understand my sons, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, there's a, they're bo- they're you know male. I'm female. I have a whole different you know programming about mm-hmm. life, and then, and then I just can't fully understand them. You know what I mean? In mm-hmm. fact, someone uh, on the site today was they have a question of the day, and the question was, if you could be one one other person for a day, who would it be, and why? And I I really like first of all, I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> someone yeah. famous or something like yeah, that. Yeah. But then I thought. You know, I would really like the chance to be each of my sons for a day to really see the world through their eyes so that I can be a better mom for them. And really, sometimes I, I don't know on what any given day how much I did to support them and how much I did to screw them up. It's really a crapshoot. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, really a crapshoot. Yeah. And it's almost one of those things where it's um, at least as like remembering like my mom, um, you know, it's almost like at their age, like the more you kind of say, Hey, how are you feeling? Hey, how are you feeling? Like the more they're like, mom, stop. Right. Like it's like that whole thing. It's it's almost, they have to come to you for, and it can be, I bet that's really frustrating only because I know from, from my end, Uh like I was the same way. Like my mom would come to me and I'd be like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Stop talking to me. Right. Whatever. Right. Because I I didn't really want to break down that wall. Right. Um, but, but yeah, for sure. I I totally get that. Yeah. It's a tricky one. I mean, I'm, 
and my my kids are really pretty open with me, but they do have, you know, it's at their own on their own terms. It's not yeah. when I want to know. Come on, tell me this. I need to know this now. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. not happening. So uh, you're 20 now. Um, I'm 20. I'm 23 now. Oh, 23. Yeah. Now. And you're I'm running your own business. business. You're running your own mm-hmm. coaching business. How long have you been doing that? So I've been doing it probably for about like two and a half years now. Okay. Uh, maybe, maybe I've been coaching for a little bit longer than that. Um, I was doing it sort of as a side thing, uh-huh. um, with like the other business I was in, mm-hmm. um, but uh, full time for about two and a half years. And so do you do most of your coaching uh, remote or is it in person? Like yeah, so on- all of my coaching right now is all online. Um, I've done in person back whenever I was home, but mm-hmm. um, now it's all completely online um, just with people from you know around the world. Most people in the United States, some people in Canada, some people in Australia and Europe and stuff. It's kind of cool how you can do that with the internet. I know, um, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's totally a, except when that I screw up my time zones like one out of three times. Well, that's my biggest <laughs> issue right now. Being two hours behind, I've been doing that all all week. So <laughs> that's funny. So when you do coaching, is it coaching just uh, like training coaching, like physical fitness coaching, or all around um, you know lifestyle changes? So like. I almost like to think of my coaching as like, I don't even think of myself as like an online personal trainer. Uh-huh. I almost like to think of it more as like a, a, a fitness life coach, okay. I mean, honestly, because, you know, because it goes back to knowing that, you know, there, there's the whole, like, what exercise routine are you following? What diet plan are you following? Mm-hmm. is pretty, you know, I think that should be as simple as possible. That's, that's not really the difficult part. I think it's really identifying each person's unique struggles. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why with my coaching, like the major focus of it, um, is on communication. Um, like one of the things, like for example, with my clients, you know, I have each of my clients emailing me on a daily basis. Um, nice. for yeah. accountability. Yeah. Well, yeah, it creates a ton of accountability, but it also almost gives them the opportunity to, because they have unlimited access to me, but it almost forces them to communicate with me. And then over time, it helps build that relationship to where I start to learn about them, right? And then mm-hmm. I'm able to actually help them on an individual level. Um, and I know that the more you know, personal we can get w- with how we're you know, applying the actual fitness stuff into their life, um, the better it's going to be for them in the long run. And, and honestly, it's so interesting with online coaching. Um, you know, A lot of people think that it's not very personable, right? Because right. it's online, you're not with them. And I actually think compared to training people in person, this is way more, not only more beneficial, but way, I, I mean, I've built strong relationships with a lot of my clients. I mean, there are some people I've worked with for over a year, right? right. Um, and, and it's like, I know these people, right? I know when their birthdays are, I know their kids, I know when they're doing things, right? And I, and I help mm-hmm. them, and I get to help them every day. And it's, um, the fact that we get to communicate every day is I think is, what, is what's really special, right? Like right. we get to go into things every day. And some days are quick, some days are longer, but they always have that support. And um, yeah, I, I just think that, um, it's, it's really cool that you can do it online. Cause I think it's just way, way better than in-person training, um, ever was in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I do like, I do like having a physical per- trainer, you know, every few, few times a week, just reminding me to like flex harder and things like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if you're in the gym, I think in the yeah. gym, it makes sense. Like right. I almost like to think of what I do as the complete opposite of a personal trainer, uh-huh. because I'm doing everything, um, that they're doing. Or I'm doing the opposite of everything they're doing. And part of doing it via email, like you're saying, is people will be less, uh, they'll be more vulnerable. They'll be willing to share more of those details, you know? So do you respond to each of them every day? 
Yeah. So that's like, so, um, a significant part of my day is emailing back and forth with clients. Like, like since seven days, make, seven days a week, every day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Every day I do. I like and this. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's definitely, you know, the, the hustle or whatever, right. Of having your own business. Right. Um, but I, I mean, I have systems in place and like, you know, I, I have a way of doing it to where it's, you know, if I needed to, I could, you know, take time for myself and, and whatnot. But, right. um, but yeah, it's just every day talking to clients one-on-one, um, and doing it that way. So how many do you work with at a time? It really depends. Mm-hmm. Um, I found, you know, a sweet spot because it really honestly just depends on how much I want to work, right? Like right. how much and I know that yeah. I have <laughs> as much as I would want to work as much as I, I would want to work 23 hours a day, 24 hours a day. Right. I right. can't do that. I know that for me to be a better coach, you know, right. I have to rest and recover. Um, so right now, you know, I, I work with anywhere between like, you know, like 20 to 30 clients, um, at, at most. a time. That's a lot. Yeah. So like, you know, there's multiple hours a day emailing back and forth with clients. I found that to be kind of the sweet spot for me. Do you um, have any like weekly video conferences with it? Like, is it just the email thing once you get going or is there other, 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 (laughs) (laughs) are there other components to it? Um, yeah, there is like, I have like a nutrition course. I have people going through, um, like, okay. like there's m- many things throughout my coaching that like I might do with people. Um, mm-hmm. most of the communication is all via email, but like, um, a lot of my clients like have my number and okay. like, it, and like sometimes I'll, I'll schedule calls with them if they mm-hmm. need it. Um, it's more on like a person to person basis. Cause some people don't really like talking on the phone and never really need to. Right. Uh-huh. Some people like to talk on the phone. Um, okay. and I actually have like scheduled calls with them. Um, but really it's, it, it's very individual, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't have like any type of like group thing um Mm -hmm. with clients it's it's more like uh, almost like how like a psychologist would have like you know his like different people Mm -hmm. that he's talking to that's sort of how it works and that like i kind of have an individual relationship with each client so so do you have what's the age range like do you work with teenagers like high schoolers all you know tell me so i I, yeah so i kind of set a limit on like obviously like 18 and older um i've worked with a few uh, like high schoolers like with their parents permission and mostly if i've known them before it's kind of the way um, but it's a very wide range. I would say that my average client, like my avatar is probably like a 35 to 55 year old females tend to be like people I, mm-hmm. I, I work with. Um, we need that. We need that. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's interesting how it's, it's like, I'm kind of like, even growing up, like with all my friends, like I was always my friend's mom's like favorite of, of all their friends. Uh-huh. Right? right. For some reason I'm, I'm always like the mom's favorite. And so like, I, I tend to like connect well with like, with like, 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 I don't know, with like older females and stuff. Um, I don't know why. It is just, it's, that tends to be right. who, who comes to me. And I feel like I can, I've been able to help that age range too. That's really good. Even, and though, I, even though I'm a 23 year old guy, I can I know. <laughs> have empathy with like the, like a, like older moms and stuff. It's weird. Yeah. Well, don't, don't call them older moms. That would be. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Considering I mean, that I'm one on the other end yeah. of this call. <laughs> <laughs> So I, we've talked a lot about your business, but I would like to talk a little bit more about, just to get a bigger picture of you, um, what do you mm-hmm. do to fill your own bucket? What's your thing? Yeah, like, like in terms of like, like my own fulfillment, would you yeah, say? Yeah, what are your other, what outside of your, like your coaching business, what is it that you do to fill up your, like, yeah, your bucket yeah, that you love? For to sure, do? yeah. So um, like right now in my life, I would say that my business in general is a mm-hmm. huge part of my life. Like even whenever I'm, you know, having fun, I would consider like, you know, I'm, at home working and stuff, but whenever I'm not doing it, um, 
you know, I, I really enjoy reading and um, I'm actually like real boring whenever I'm by <laughs> myself. Like, occasionally I'll go out with friends, but like a, a lot of like self-development stuff, like right now, obviously I'm calling you from Denver and I have a few friends who are, um, who, who kind of run their own online businesses as well. And um, right now we're kind of doing a little bit of traveling uh, just because we can kind of do both things. And so um, I've always enjoyed doing that. Uh, but for me, honestly, um, you know, whenever I'm not doing this, it, it's really just a lot of just normal people stuff like just, you know, reading books, uh, watching, watching stuff. Um, and even it's so funny how like with my own fitness, like even though I'm a, a fitness coach, like it's funny how I tell people like how little I put like invest into my own fitness, not in like, a negative way, like because uh-huh. it's, it's actually what I want to help other people do. Right. Like even though I work with people with fitness all day, like I go to the gym, you know, a few times a week um, with my nutrition. It's like very basic. Right. Like I don't get over focus on anything. Um, but yeah, for, for me, it's just a lot of, you know, hanging out with people, um, you know, unwinding self-development and stuff like that, whatever I'm not working. So wait a second. So you're saying you work out three times a week and you're this fit. Like, how did that happen? How does that happen? I need to know I that work story. The gym three days a week. I try to be active and like okay. walk and stuff too, but yeah, lifting weights probably three days a week. Gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah. That's So yeah. there's hope, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would say most of my, cause my thing is, you know, I'm always focused with people on, um, and I think this is important, like on the minimal effective dose. I'm a huge fan of that. Like mm-hmm. what's the least amount that we can do to get the most results possible. Mm-hmm. And a lot, of, I think a lot of times in the fitness industry, especially it's all about hardcore going crazy, mm-hmm. right? Like P90X insanity, all this, right. And it's all about this extreme, extreme, extreme. And for some people that's really good. Um, but I don't really think that's a sustainable mindset to have mm-hmm. with exercise, mm-hmm. right? Like not everyone wants to be extreme all the time. Right. Um, so my, my biggest thing is always on like, okay, what's the least amount we can do to get the most benefit? And and some people might look at that as lazy, um, but I look at it almost more as working smarter, not harder. Oh, right? totally. Um, it's like you want to have your quality of life. You want to be able to do things besides be in the gym every single well, day, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, unless and most, that's what you love, unless it's what you exactly, love. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's what I say, right? It's like, if you love this and this is your job and this is your passion, then yeah, go for it. Right? Go right. All, all for it. Right? But most people I'm working with don't want fitness to be their life. Mm-hmm. They want fitness to be a positive part of their life or at right. least a part of their life that they don't have to stress about anymore, right? They want right. to have it under control and have the confidence in it. Um, and to do that, you know, you don't have to be working out six days a week and eating, you know, chicken and broccoli for every single meal like some bodybuilder would, you know? Right. Um, it's a lot easier. It's not easier, but like it's right. a lot more tame, right? It's a lot simpler than that. So Chicken and broccoli actually gets really old. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> it's, I, like really it's, what, I, I eat chicken and broccoli and rice pretty much every single meal whenever I was losing weight. It was horrible. Yeah. Like I have not, I don't think I've had it since just because it was <laughs> like, I've just totally, I've, I've ruined it forever. So. Right. Right. It's kind of like what I ate in college, like ramen noodles can never eat oh those God. again, you know? Yeah. So what did you go to school for? Did you go to school for fitness? Yeah. So I was in, yeah, so I was in school. Um, I started in exercise science and then I shifted over to nutrition and I shifted over to um, psychology towards the end. Um, but actually the end of my junior year, mm-hmm. I actually left college to do an internship in Florida, um, mm-hmm. with this fitness company. Um, and I was kind of doing more of the behind the scenes stuff, but mm-hmm. that's whenever I really started to get more into like coaching and, and doing that kind of stuff and, and learning that. And so that's, that's where I was kind of doing like the coaching on the side and doing this other thing until it became apparent that I wanted to do coaching full time. Gotcha. And that's what I've been doing since then. Um, but with college, like I think I have like a semester left and then right. I can tech graduate, but right now I'm technically like, I don't have a degree or anything. Um, I'm like, uh, I, I'm like that. So I just don't have the paper. It's like, right. I have the, the stuff, right. I just don't have the piece of paper. You know, I kind of love that you said that because I, with my, with my, both my sons, I don't feel like 
I want to ever pressure them to go to college. I want them to choose their path, you know? And I like the idea that you point out that, look at you, you're successful, you're doing living the lifestyle that you want, you're healthy, all those things, and you didn't have to have a college degree to do it. Although I'm sure you got a lot of insight with the things you were studying. Yeah. You don't have to have the degree to do the thing, you know? Well, yeah, for sure. And and a lot of my, you know, learning, even with nutrition and, and stuff, has all come through just my own enjoyment of it, right? right. Like, I, you know, a, a fun night for me is like reading a research paper <laughs> or something, right? And so it's super nerdy. But um, I think it's one of those things where, you know, it's absolutely, you know, not that college is a bad thing. I think that it matters. If you know what you want to do, then it's important. Um, right. I just know, like, for what I want to do, you know, I'm not, like, with my lifestyle right now, it's almost... You know, it's not like a nine to five where mm-hmm. I'm going to work to get off work. It's like my life kind of is my work, right? right. Um, and I like it that way. I, oh, I, because yeah. I enjoy what I do, right? Like it's, I, I would, I would personally, I don't think everyone's like this. No one has to be this way, but um, I would rather work like 80 hours on my own time than like 40 hours on somebody else's time. That's always kind of been my mindset and I enjoy that. Um, and so, yeah, I think especially when you're starting a business, you know, there's not a lot with college that's going to, I mean, obviously it's beneficial, but sometimes you just have to do it, especially right. if you're wanting to start the thing, right? Um, if you're wanting to be like a doctor, obviously you need to go to college and get the education to do that. But um, depending on your path, I, I think that it's definitely not a necessity. Right. There's some room, wiggle, wiggle room in there. So um, once you started to maintain, what were your like maybe top three tricks that you were using to keep there, to keep that weight? Yeah. So for me, um, one huge thing that really helped is, um, I I almost call it food staples Mm -hmm. to where like, I would say 80 to 90% of the time, my meals are super simple, right? Like I, I know exactly what I'm eating and I, and I, I'm not necessarily tracking my nutrition anymore. So I'm a huge fan of tracking, um, especially if it's done right in in a way that it's not becoming obsessive. Mm -hmm. I think that it can be really educating for people to learn about portions and to, you know, see those numbers. Um, but for me, it's it's to the point where I've done that for so long to where I'm very good at like estimating and just saying, okay, I know about where I'm at today or whatever. Um, and so I will eat the similar foods knowing like if I eat these foods, I'll be fine, right? And then there's the 10% that's like going out to eat and doing all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think not not eating boring, but finding, you know, 10 to 15 staple foods that you really enjoy and just sticking to those foods, knowing they make you feel good. They help you stay full. You mm-hmm. don't have a weird, like negative, like digestive reaction to them um, and everything like that. I think that's a huge win just to have that list of foods. Um, let me think of another tip here. Uh, trying to think. I think that, you know, keeping track of where you're at with like measurements and mm-hmm. with um, weight to a degree. I, I think, see, the thing with the scale is, I'm actually a fan of it. I think that mm-hmm. if you use it correctly, it can be a good thing. Um, I'm more about, I like to teach my clients how to like take power over the scale and actually learn how to use it. Because I think it can be a good tool if you use it correctly, um, looking at long-term trends and stuff. But um, but just track just tracking progress in general, I think right. it's important to sort of monitor yourself, right? Because it's really, we live in an, envi- in an environment where it's super easy to overeat and, and not exercise, right? Like if we were all just not worried about doing anything, we'd all gain weight. I mean, most people struggle with their weight, right? Like most people in the United States are overweight. And so I think just not being obsessive about always making sure that your, your waist is this inch or your hips are this inch or whatever, but just kind of keeping an eye on it, right? Because, um, you know, I, I like to teach my clients to get to the point where, you know, if they, if they accidentally do gain five to 10 pounds later in life, they can quickly get that five to 10 pounds off before it becomes 50 to 60 pounds, right? right. Just having a general awareness. 
um, of your, um, you know, where you're at with your body, not being obsessive about it, but just like, you know, making sure you're keeping things under control. Right. I mean, I think, I mean, obviously whatever's working for somebody, people need to keep doing it. Right. right I right. just find that I, like whenever I'm working with somebody, I either like them to do it daily or to not do it at all. And the reason though, I like to do it daily is mm-hmm. not to look at day-to-day weights because those are going to fluctuate no matter what. There's mm-hmm. nothing, it's not going to go down linearly, linearly. Right. like, like some people it does, but most people it's not going to happen. Right. right. Um, but if you look at what I do like about weighing in daily is you get those data points, right? And I'm kind of like a numbers person, yeah. especially be working with people online. I kind of need numbers. So it actually becomes beneficial. But like once we have, like, especially like knowing that a lot of my clients are females and like a lot of them still are on their cycle, right? And that influences like water weight like crazy. Right. Um, what I like to do is now we have all these data points. And like after three months, we have like 90 weigh-ins, right? And now we can find averages. Okay, what's average weight month one versus average weight month two? Oh. Oh, and right. I think that's where that's where you kind of you know balance out the high spikes and the low spikes, and you mm-hmm. get more of a streamlined number. There's actually a graph that I have with all my clients, and as they're inputting their weight, uh-huh. um, it'll like show like most of the time it's like the spike, right? But there's also a trend line that I right. include, right. and I call that trend line fat loss right. um, because weight loss goes up and down, but fat loss is a longer. It takes longer, but it's linearly. Right? It doesn't happen like that. It's more of like a straight line. Um, and I think that once they start to see that, it, they kind mm-hmm. of it gives them that power over the scale. And my only, I mean, I think weighing in once a week is also fine. My only issue with it is, you know, you never know if maybe one week you weigh in on a low day and then right. the next week you weigh in on a high day and maybe your weight stays the same or you gain a pound right. um, and you freak out. But in, if you would have seen your weight throughout that week and found the average, you would have actually been down like a pound and a half, right? Like I think I actually have like a, an infographic uh-huh. on Instagram that kind of shows that and explains that. Um, it's not, you know, but whatever works for anybody, but that's just kind of my my view on it um, yeah. if you are using the scale. And the it, whole thing is like, yeah, it go beyond the scale, like for you, for example, right now you're, you're building muscle, you know, one thing I'd make sure, and I'm sure your trainer has you doing this, but like taking measurements yeah, is going to be yeah, a lot more because yeah. like sometimes like I'll have a client who won't drop weight for like three to four weeks, mm-hmm. but then she'll send in her monthly measurements and her, her waist will be down like an inch and a half or something. Right. And that's right. a good sign that even though her weight's not changing, she's probably building some muscle, right. And losing some body fat. That's what I'm hoping. Actually not measure. I meant the wrong thing. He just did the fat, the fat pinch mm-hmm. test. And mm-hmm. that was down, but um, yeah. my measurements are up. That's what's freaking me out. I'm like, wait, like what around is... in what areas? Like in your my thighs, like in... my thighs, your thighs, the thighs yeah. is normal. Yeah. So like I would almost. So what I do with most people is my female clients specifically is I think it's like we do navel, hips, and then uh-huh. thighs uh-huh. just to look because like your body loses fat in different areas, right. and typically most female hold you know fat in their thigh and like their hips mm-hmm. and, and like their in their stomach area right um with guys i do chest and, uh, and more upper body stuff um but yeah and, and it kind of goes back to one of those things like and then even beyond measurements and 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 you know your weight like progress pictures right, right. like are you seeing changes because like it's funny how we put so much emphasis on this number but we don't ever really right. look at what we're looking like in the in the mirror right and which is actually what matters like you know like right. i ask people like would you care what your number on the scale like if you could see your ideal, like whatever you wanted to look like physically. Um, if you could see that in the mirror, like, and I didn't tell you your weight, would you really care? Like, right, your weight, right, right. Not if, at if, all. If, if you have to know, see, no one really care. Right. I think it's once they know their weight, though, we live in a society where weight loss is a big thing, right? Lose 20 pounds, lose 30 pounds. And that's right. the part of it. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's why I try to look at as many things as possible, like more than just like weight. I almost like to think of it as progress is like a big mixing pot. Uh-huh. Um, and then like uh, all like your weight measurements, these are all like ingredients that you're just throwing in this big right. mixing pot, right? Like like no one is better than another, but they all play a role and they're all, they all can be beneficial, but um, right. they're not, you know, 
one by themselves doesn't rule over everything, right? They, they should be used together. For your listeners, I actually have like a little tool that I think might help them with finding like their core why for, for wanting mm-hmm. to lose weight. And so it's this thing called the five whys. Uh-huh. Um, I read it. I can't remember where I first heard of it. I didn't come up with it. But basically okay. um, what it is, is you will ask yourself, so, okay, so why are you like, why are you wanting to get into fitness? And so mm-hmm. the first why might be because I want to lose weight. Right. Okay. Well, then you ask yourself, okay, why do you want to lose weight? And then oh, they'll right. say, because I want to fit into the pants I wore in high school. Okay, mm-hmm. why do you want to fit into the pants you wore in high school? And you do that over and over and over again. Um, and, and normally, you know, five to six times. Mm-hmm. By that point, you get to a more fundamental, like, core reason for why you want to do this in the first place, right? right. And I remember, like, what made it so powerful for me was whenever I did this with um, one of my clients who's, like, uh, she's, I think she just turned, like, she just became, like, a, a new grandma recently uh-huh. when we started together. Um, and we went through this and she's always been trying to lose weight her entire life. Right. And she, we went through this together. And once we, we got down to her core, why it was literally, she wants to do this. Like her goal was to be able to get up and down off the ground to play with her grandkids for as long as she could. Right. Um, while they were young, knowing that like she wanted to be able to be a, like a fit and healthy grandma for, for, for her. So she could play with her grandkids. And like, once she identified that, that the motivation to do that was so much stronger than this just abstract lose weight thing that she's, that she was always trying to do. Like that's what has helped her be successful is because she has this tangible real core thing that motivates her to keep going. Right. Um, so yeah, this is something, yeah. And it might, it might take four, it might take five, might take six wise, but you know, kind of keep asking yourself until uh, why you want, why you want to do that? Why do you want that? Why do you want that until you, and you'll know sort of when you hit that core why, because you'll feel it, right? You're like, oh wow, that is kind of deep. Right. And, And sometimes it's not necessarily totally comfortable, right? Like it might be, uh, it might not be a great reason. Um, mm-hmm. I think that there's always a good reason to find, but you know, it might tell you a little bit about like, why are you actually doing this? And it might not be for a good reason, you know? So um, just kind of on the other side of that, are there times like where you, you can't get a client to break through? Like, what do you think, you know, can you just tell one of those stories so we can see what maybe would have worked or what you think would do, you would do differently? Yeah, for sure. And that's one of those things where, you know, it's really hard. And, and honestly, like as a coach, you know, whenever you're working with somebody and like you, like they're not seeing results and like they're struggling. Right. And it's one of those things like, am I doing something wrong? Mm-hmm. Um, like, and, and, and I, my, my thing is always, I do always think it's my fault. Not like it's, it's all my fault, but like, I think that everyone has a specific, like something can get them to move in the right direction. Right. I think mm-hmm. the five wise things really beneficial. I'm um, really identifying it, but, um, you know, sometimes that does happen. Right. And, and, and when I'm with a client and like, they're not clicking, right. Or we're not clicking together, things aren't, aren't moving. And, um, and that's honestly one of those things where, um, you know, I, I try my best to help them, but, um, it's actually becomes a learning experience for me. Right. Um, where I think that the more people I work with, I get better and better at sort of identifying those different things. But in that situation, you know, um, I mean, my, my goal would be how long, can, let's just keep, you know, trying new things, trying this, like, like thinking about this. Cause I, I'm a huge fan of, um, the, uh, Thomas Edison, the, uh, what is it? The thousand. Fail, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know, and I think a lot of times people get really upset when they fail with weight loss. Um, something I, I really try to push with people is, you know, you're not failing, right? right. Like you're, there's nothing to fail out here. Really. You're just learning about ways that aren't, might not necessarily work for you. Right. Or things that might not be the best for you right now. And the more you do that, the more different things you try, the closer you get to finding that right answer. Um, and it's, it, it, after a while, obviously it can be demotivating, but, um, yeah, in those situations, you know, I, I think that anyone who finds himself in, in that type of a situation, you know, the one thing I always argue with people is, you know, it, it, 
it's going to be hard in the beginning. It always is. But like, if you refuse to quit, it's kind of an enlight- like an empowering thing. If you think about it this way, like if you refuse to quit, success is inevitable, right? Mm-hmm. Like the only rate, the only way to not succeed is to quit. You know? Right. Right. And so if you refuse to quit, you know, it might take a year, it might take two years, it might take five years, whatever. Right. right. Um, ideally sooner or whatever. But you know, <laughs> if you refuse to quit though, you're going to be successful. It just, it's a matter of not letting mistakes or, or like slip ups, you know, tear you down. And instead, mm-hmm. you know, using them as learning experiences to figure out, okay, why did that happen? Is there something I need to fix inside me? Or is there, is that situation a bad situation right now? Am I not ready to, you know, be to like go to those events, whatever it is, right? Like like figuring out why it didn't work and then work on, you know, fixing it in the future Mm -hmm. and and improving upon yourself. Right. That kind of answer that question. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, one of the things that frustrates me is I wake up in the, like every morning I wake up and the first thing I think about is my health. Like every morning, like it's the first thought in my mind. And I was saying to someone the other day, I'm like, I just would like to wake up and I would like to get to the point where I wake up and that's not what, like, that's not Mm -hmm. the thought. And so one of the things I'm trying to turn around, and I guess it's all, it's all so much mindset and retraining my mind. But instead of thinking I have to lose weight or I'm not fit or I, you know, I have to eat differently or whatever, just going with this idea that I'm in training. You know what? I, yeah. I am. I'm training for a couple of different things that I'm throwing yeah. out there as events. Um, yeah. So I'm in training. So it's not like I'm not in shape. It's like, oh, I'm in training. So this is why I'm eating this way. This is why I'm hitting the gym first thing in the morning. This mm. is why I'm going to a trainer. Um, this is why I'm going to bed early because I'm in, yeah. I'm in training. And then it doesn't feel like a shortcoming. It feels like a goal. Yeah, I love that. I really love that. That's kind of like and it's really hard to get people in this mindset because they're so motivated by weight loss. And I think that's it's okay to still have that as a short-term goal. But I try to like, like I talked about earlier, whenever we first started, um, you know, I it, I almost try to help people create this mindset of where they are building a lifestyle right. around it, right? And then they're being and, and they're finding joy within the journey, right, right. of the things that they're doing. They enjoy eating healthy, or maybe they find that they like cooking healthy recipes, and that's something they're passionate about, and they start making that their thing, or they find a type of exercise they really enjoy doing. And they almost build an enjoyable lifestyle around it, right. and then weight loss becomes the side effect of that, right? Absolutely. Like, that, because they're doing the things that are going to help, you know, move the needle, move, like, help, help them lose weight, but they're not always so stressed about how quickly or slowly the scale is mm-hmm. moving, and more, more so they're focused on their consistency and always trying to find a balance, right, where they can actually enjoy the things they're doing but not feel like they can't live life and, and, right. and enjoy other things that aren't necessarily fitness-related, right? Um, right? That's really like the ultimate goal, and it's not easy to get there, right? Like it takes time, and, and everyone's a little bit different, but I think that should be the ultimate goal is sort of creating the lifestyle and then letting, you know, your better health and, and your weight loss and, and all those things become the side effect of it. Right. And I think it's like changes it from um, punishment to joy, you know, exactly, essentially. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I do, I mean, I do think there's some level of like, not really punishment, but, you know, hard, it's hard in some cases. Yeah. But I, that's why I like having a specific discipline, maybe is a good word. Yeah. I but I mean, like, I, that's why I like having a goal out there. Because let's yeah. say I want to, um, what's my latest one? Well, I rode this 55 mile bike ride. I want to do it again. Yeah, wow. I didn't do it for three. I haven't done it in three years. And I want to do it again, like just to go, yeah, because I know the first time how I trained for it. I know how long it took me. I know all those things. And I want to do it even better. Like I want to yeah. go, this is what I do without, you know, a whole summer of training. I just go out and do it. And yeah. so that's why I'm training now. And 
So I'll, you know, do more squats. I'll do more whatever it is because I'm training for something. So I mean, in the sense of punishment, like, yep, I'm going to be more sore. Uh, I'm going to be at the gym more with the trainer more. But it's like, I have this goal. And I like, that was my first ever fitness goal that I set and finished. And I did it all. I mean, I had a trainer, but the way that I, the way that I, got there, like the figuring out how much food I needed, how to fuel myself for that many hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I I tested, I like took the trail, which was, like I said, 55 miles and it was pretty flat. So, you know, it wasn't that hard, yeah. but it was still hard. It was and, 55 miles so far. <laughs> I know. I'm like, holy crap, that's like a long <laughs> way. But um, I went and like rode different sections of it so I could get familiar mm-hmm. with what the yeah. terrain was like in each area and, and all of that. And it actually was so empowering. You know, it was so personally empowering and I want to do that again, but I actually want to come up with something even different. But that one right now is what pushes me through these workouts and makes it, I'm in training and it's all cool because it's empowering. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And I think that everyone can find something like that. Right. Um, And even, you know, I even argue that I I think a lot of times people feel like they have to become, they have to fall in love with fitness, right? Right. Like what we tried to talk about, like you have to become a fitness person. I don't know if that's necessarily true either. Like I think that it's totally possible to um, be motivated to go to the gym and do those things, knowing the benefit that comes after doing them. Right. And, and, and what oftentimes happens is like, whenever I tell people that they're like, okay, that's a lot less stressful. They don't feel like they have to become, but what happened, I mean, it's funny how even though that's how it starts, typically they learn to enjoy, enjoy it more. Um, I think for a lot of people, it becomes like a meditative thing, right? It becomes a me time thing. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning, you know, you don't have to – I think that's important actually for people to know that, to know that you don't have to like be this crazy fitness person who loves everything that you're doing, right? Like, it's okay to not love going to the gym. Right. And, 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 you know, but I think that it's also – it's like it's similar to how like you don't love – I mean, I guess this is a bad example, but like you don't love paying taxes, right? Or something right. like that. It's something you, you know, you need to do to, it's something that you have to do. Similar with like fitness. Like, you know, if you want to be healthy and sort of reap the rewards of having a healthier lifestyle, you know, there are just certain things that might not be totally fun and enjoyable that you kind of just need to do, right? right. Um, to do, I I guess, of, I, don't you think everyone can find their thing though that they, that they really enjoy? Think, I think that everyone can eventually do that right. for sure, right? Um, and that's sort of why, like, I'm okay with people doing it and and almost starting doing it just out of the of getting the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Doing it because I I find like over and over again, um, people will naturally start to enjoy what they're doing. Similar with healthy eating, like whenever I'm working with people, I don't necessarily make them eliminate like certain foods and then have to eat a set number of like fruits and vegetables every day. Uh-huh. Um, I almost let it, it, depending on the person, obviously, but sometimes I let them organically find that themselves because over time they start to realize like, okay, I could eat these Twinkies and lose weight if I ate few enough Twinkies, but that's not, <laughs> I'm not going to be hungry. I'm going to be so hungry and I'm going to feel terrible. But right. then once they start eating, it's actually, this just happened a couple days ago. I had a client um, who I've been trying to like help her improve her nutrition, but like, she's like, you'll never believe this. Like I started eating a salad for lunch this week and I'm so full and like all of this <laughs> actually enjoy it. I'm like, I know. Right. And so it's almost like you, you, you show people the utility of eating healthier and then they start to do it cause they, and now, now they enjoy it because it's actually helping them stay full and they feel good. Right. I think. And so with exercise, I think it's the same way to where, um, once they start to benefit from it, um, they, you know, like to do it more and more. And then over time, I think they, they become more passionate about it. Well, and you get this, you get over, there's like this curve. You go up and it's hard. It's like resistance, 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 resistance. And then you get to the point where it's natural and it's it's yeah. who you are now. And then it's easy and and much less uh, 
challenging yeah. for sure. So I know, we, I know we've been talking for a while, which has been awesome. So I feel like I'm getting a little personal coaching along the way. Yeah. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Um, I was wondering if you'd want to share with me one of your like, mo like you know, you've, you've trained all these people, coach mm -hmm. them, and there's probably one or two or three that are just like, the stars that you think like, oh, what I did, their life changed so much. Is there one story, you can keep it anonymous, but you'd like to share with me? Yeah. So it's, um, it's actually a, a client I'm working with right now. And obviously any success that any client has is awesome. But right. this one in particular, just because it's so cool. Um, so she started working with me back in, uh, probably about a year ago. And, um, at the time, you know, she was, she had just got engaged actually right when we started working together and, um, she, she's been killing it, right? Like she's, she, she obviously stumbled a bit, but like, she's just been like, consistent, like emailing me, doing all this and like doing the right things and getting results. And, and recently, um, she sent a picture to me of her starting pictures uh -huh. and then her after picture, um, she's still on her progress on her journey, but like this after picture of her wearing a wedding dress that she's wanted to wear. Like she, cause I remember her t showing me this wedding dress but she, and that was kind of one of her goals. And then she sent a picture of herself wearing the dress. Aww. Um, and it was like, it was like one of those moments where it was, you know, it, it, put into perspective, like, what am I doing here? Right? Like, you know, obviously I'm helping her lose weight and she's feeling healthier, but like, that's something that, you know, she's going to remember forever. Right. Because mm -hmm. she got to, that's something that like, is like, that's a big part of her life getting married. And this is something she wanted so badly. Right. And I, that kind of like hit me a little bit. Right. Like right in the, like right. You know, the feels a little bit there. It was like, um, it was one of like the more like not proud of myself, but just like proud that like I was able to help somebody right. like do that for themselves. Right. And the joy that they're going to have now, um, not that they had to, you know, lose weight and be like skinny in their wedding dress to be happy, but just the fact that they set this goal and they wanted to feel beautiful on their wedding day. And, and that now they fit into that dress they wanted so badly. Right. right. Um, that was just like a really powerful moment for me. And it kind of like reminded me what this is all about in the first place. Right. right. Like it's not about how lean can we get, how fit can we get? It, it's more about, you know, I think it goes a little bit deeper for most people. So. Well, and it's in her situation. Yep. She's fitting in the dress, but she worked long and hard for it and was consistent. She's, so there's that. And her life will be changed. Like when, when I started with training with um, this trainer about five years ago, seriously changed my life. I trained with him for a year and a half. Seriously. Like there was, and even now there's never a day when I go to work out with a trainer that I don't want to be there. Like every time mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't wait to get awesome. there. Yeah. I think that's why they like me. And I'm not kidding. I think they do really yeah. like me. Yeah. <laughs> even though they keep like moving away. It's just... I know they keep like going and getting different jobs. I, it's not about me, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but they stay in touch. I told you that yeah. they stay in touch. Yeah. So I don't think it's all bad, but um, they would say like you, I, we don't have anyone that comes in and just wants to be here as much as you do and has brings, just brings the attitude. You know what I mean? Brings yeah. the like, I'm so glad to be here because I know if I wouldn't have started doing that, and he was kind of a miracle, the timing and how he showed up and all that, um, I think if I would have kept on the trajectory I was on, I probably would be disabled by now. You know, I would have just gained, kept gaining weight and not been moving. And so like every day, even on a hard day, even if I, like my knees are sore or something like that from, you know, eating the wrong foods, I'm like so grateful, so yeah. grateful to be on the journey. So for people that keep coming to you um, if, and the listeners, I mean, there is nothing um, better that you can give yourself than the gift of health. And and you can do that through great trainers like you. And we, I mean, I think the service you provide for people and the light, the way you change their lives is one of the most important things. And my kids, their lives have changed because of it. 
Yeah, you know, that's I, yeah, that's an argument I make with like, uh, you know, whenever you improve your own health mm-hmm. and you you become a better person to other people in your life, right? right. Um, that that's one thing because I because I work with um like a lot of moms like the, the one thing they'll say is like they kind of feel guilty spending time on on their own health, right? When they could be spending more time with their kids. And my argument is always, you know. My thing is, you know, imagine though if you're you have yourself like you feel confident in your own health, like how much better of a mom you can be for your kids, like in that situation, right? Um, to a degree, I don't know. Like I think you know, whenever you are, whenever you feel good and like you are healthy and, and like you're in a good place, I think it's easier for you to like be a positive influence on other people, right? Um, totally. If that makes sense. Yeah, so, oh, and and like if I don't work out, everybody knows. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not a happy day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm like not been an everyday working out, but more like four or five days a week now, but I'm trying yeah. to get back to every day, but it's not a good day. I, I know yeah. for my own mental health and yeah. like the fact that I uh, go with my son, who's a teenager, you know, how many moms get a chance to like hang out and do exactly. something like that with their teenage son. And he's okay with it, you know, for right yeah, now. Exactly. Um, yeah. I feel really lucky. And if I wouldn't have started this path, I wouldn't have been in a shape to do that with him. So I just, yeah. Like it's it's the most important gift we can give ourselves. I agree. Gift of I agree. Hundred percent. I agree. Hundred yeah. percent. So, uh, if people are so motivated by this conversation, which I'm sure they are, to come and work with you, yeah. how can they find you? Yeah. So, um, you know, probably the one of the bigger places where where I share a lot of content. Um, you know, cause, cause a lot of what I do is like, I work with people one-on-one, but then I, I share a lot of free content too, that to help as many people as I can. So Instagram is probably the, the biggest place right now. Um, and it's just Instagram.com slash Carter good. Or if you search Carter good on your phone, obviously that's probably uh-huh. what you're doing in the app, just Carter good. You'll find me. Um, and really on anything, like I, I use YouTube some, um, my website's cartergood.com, but if you go to any of like the major platforms like Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, um, and just type in Carter Good, you're probably going to find me. I, I kind of have my name as my handle on all those different okay. social media places. So Awesome. Awesome. And I, I follow you on um, Instagram and I love the little messages you yeah. set out. I mean, I read just about every one of them and Thank you. pause I appreciate on them that. and try to like figure out how I can in- implement that in my life. So yeah. Thanks for following your passion. I really, we all benefit from it. So thank you for doing that and for coming and talking to me about it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. I really enjoyed this. Okay, good. Take care. We'll see you again. Hey, see ya. All right. Bye. All right. So how close do you think I am to arranging to work with Carter on uh, my own fitness goals? Yeah, it's actually crossed my mind. Uh, Partly because I really like the idea of a daily email. How good is that, having someone to be accountable for every single day? I don't know how he handles 20 to 30 people at a time, but I bet he's pretty good at it. So I was wondering for you guys, what does this trigger for you? Like, do you work on fitness goals? Do you have a certain way that works for you? Because I think that's always what we're all trying to do is find what's the right thing for me. I'd love to hear your stories. Go out to social media, share them, go to the website, glisteningparticles.com and comment on this episode. I would love to hear your thoughts. And if there's some other type of fitness person you want me to bring on to bring another perspective, tell me that too, because I'm here for you. Well, for me and for you. Anyway, take care, everyone. Until next time. So are you following your passion, inspiring people, and willing to share your story? Then find me, because that's what I do. And remember, keep up with all the news by visiting glisteningparticles.com and signing up for the newsletter where you'll get the inside scoop on where I'll be wandering next, some guest updates, and the latest random acquaintance story. For up-to-the-moment shenanigans, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
And if you see me post from down the road at your local diner, be sure to drop everything and come say hi, because I love to meet the listeners. Until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.